Oh, uh, wake up, kids. Wake up. Wake up. You know what time it is. Yes, the substitute teacher is back. I know you had the old teacher for a little bit. And you thought, what happened to that substitute teacher? Did he get fired? Because I know his car always smelled weird, like weird tobacco oh, he stuff. he never gets fired. Never. That's the beauty of the teacher. I was in the lab finding new DVDs in the discount bin at the Salvation Army that we can watch instead of learning today. And that means We're welcome. blank check today. Oh, yo. Did you? What? Okay, so I'm going to completely derail the intro of the show. <laughs> I went to school with the kid from blank check. Really? Ryan Slater's, uh, Christian Slater's younger brother. Okay? He well, was also like, in I The Great Panda yeah. Adventure. Okay. He gets kissed by an adult in that Yeah. Movie. Whoa! That's up. Yes, but That's he also had an indoor, uh, indoor uh, roller coaster, so that was kind of a flex too. That's true. That's true. There was um, good. There was bad. Anyway, welcome to season <laughs> one forty one, episode two of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness or unconsciousness and just say off the rip fuck the Koch brothers Fox News yep. Rush Limbaugh okay. Buck Sexton yes. J.K. Rowling yes. any turfs Again. any racists yes. if you're not about yes. inclusivity just just shut the shit off because you're not going to like anything you hear okay alright still in great yes it's Tuesday July 7th 2020 my name is Miles Gray aka aka what? Uh, Put on your mask, put it on when you're grocery shopping so the germs be stopping. Gotta get these numbers dropping. Um, <laughs> I, I, if I didn't have the beat, I kind of messed that up. Shout out to At Core Kids for that because I want some COVID-19. Put your fucking mask on now. Six feet, please. Um, and I made up that part big, big just to make up with that. substitute energy. Yeah, where, dude, where you do the old ass wash tune from like the nineties that like yeah, the kids are like, yeah. what the fuck? I've never even heard of that song. Was he having a stroke? And then uh, it's like, and here is a VHS tape of Shaquille O'Neal reminding you to not smoke weed. Like, and yeah, <laughs> and here is a here's a Polaroid of me with a single Shaq sneaker from a, a <laughs> Field of Dreams sports memorabilia chain store that used to be in the malls. Okay. Now, who is that? Oh, well, that's my okay. guest co-host. I am thrilled to be joined by you, and I'm, I'm just going to talk to you. Thank you, little Zam, for coming here, for Marlena, being here. Marlena, Marlena, you remind me of a Spider-Man 2, <laughs> battle cast and daily zeitgeist. You live your life just like a movie star. Oh. oh, Marlena, Marlena, we love doing boogie nights. Mm. Jack and Miles and Kid Durante. And then there was no last line. On the daily zeitgeist. On the daily zeitgeist. This is the corniest shit ever, but every time I hear that song, I just like am brought back to like my mom waiting outside for me somewhere. Like yeah. you just hear the song coming from her Honda CRV. <laughs> right. Like, oh, she's here. Oh, I she's can hear here. it. Wait, what do I hear? Give me your heart, say real, or just forget about it. That was That's a run. How you know your mom has arrived. Give me a vibe, real. I don't even know the fucking uh, word. This is a vibe. Forget about it. Rob Thomas doesn't like fully close his mouth in that entire like he goes kind of like Dave Matthews there was like yeah a little bit a little time when I was younger where I was like Rob Thomas because I would always think he would like direct CW shows or something different Rob Thomas different Rob Thomas oh what so Wait, what many... shows did Rob Thomas like? Hold show on, run? I have to look this well, up. But while you look that up, allow me to introduce yourself. This is today's guest, the hilarious, talented, brilliant, uh, t- turned her back on science for comedy just to come back to science and split the difference and do it all. Please welcome <laughs> Pallavi Ganalan. Thank you for coming. Hey! <laughs> you just so you, I think you just sent something into the chat uh, because yeah, this is the brilliance Ron of it. Thomas, the writers, because they have to specify writers. Parenthetical uh, writer. Wikipedia page, Veronica Mars, 90210, oh, Party oh, Down, wow. iZombie. Zombie. What's iZombie? This is not, this is not your average Rob like Thomas. Zombie, but is iZombie like a no. Latinx show? I have no idea. Oh, I thought yeah, it was like iZombie. 
Okay. A dad <laughs> uh, joke. No, Gotta it's, go. It's stylized like iCarly. The, Wait, what was all that shit about? What did that mean? They were iPhones? They were they were computer zombies. No, I don't know. I don't. What know. was iCarly? A human? Oh, I yeah. I, well, iCarly was the name of the the web series that Miranda Cosgrove hosted. It was okay. just a commentary on how we're so attached to our phones that we can't distinguish between. Whoa! <laughs> I our Carly. children and our robots. No. Uh, oh, the, wow! 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 Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but. Different Rob Thomas. <laughs> okay. Different Rob Th- there, this is why, this is like my, my eternal issue with men that have two first names. They're mm-hmm. like, it just gets so confusing so fast. Yeah. Another relevant one, when I was a kid, I thought Michael Jordan, the basketball player, was invested in the prison industrial complex. It was another Michael Jordan. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's I, like this old white dude. And I was like, <laughs> I was telling everyone, I was like, yeah, he's a bad guy. <laughs> right. They're like, what? <laughs> <It was> so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> They're like, he should have said oh, something during God. the 92 riots, and he didn't. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess we are talking about the same person. Um, yeah, the, there is that thing, like, as a child, when you're like, two people can have the same name and not be the same fucking guy? No. Um, Otherwise, me and a realtor in St. Louis have a serious problem. There's another I, oh, thing yeah. Loftus is St. Louis, and she's selling houses. Is she- I dethroned her as the first result. Oh, good. Oh, Does she have yeah. what kind of like what kind of price point are we looking at in the houses? I mean, I don't mean to throw shade or get classes here, but you know, is she moving oh, major check. land? I don't know. She's in. Oh, oh, she moved. Wow, oh. everyone. She moved. She's in Missouri oh, she, now. She uh, looks nice. She she actually does seem like a sweetie, and I've known about her for as long as I've known about computers. Is this a podcast should, should that we're leave doing? Her a good where, review. <laughs> Does someone have a podcast where you go and you stalk people with your same name and like the whole thing's building up to like a Zoom call with them? Well, the pro the that would be great. I've let's make it real. Let's forget. Give me a hot cut the tape or just forget about Zeitgeist and do this new show. I'm sorry. What happened to us? It's going great. You know what it is? I blame it on the cold brew because I told y'all before, this is the first show I have recorded since quarantine off of that Kirkland Signature cold brew. So that could have a bit of it, you know? And I don't know if you can see my jugular bursting through my neck skin through the Zoom call, but oh, it's a vibe. Is is Jamie clawing again? <laughs> like I'm she was last night. No, I've that was that oh, was yeah, an early quad state. Yeah, I was. Cloftus Cl- is dead. Whoa, Cloftus no, is dead. Cloftus is dead. Yeah, I've been I've been growing and changing quite a bit. I love to I love to see it. You love to see it. No more Cloftus. Um. Okay. Well, Plavi, before we get to know you even better, let's just tell people what we're gonna do. Okay, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, a new development in Brianna Taylor's case uh, because her family updated the lawsuit. Uh, with some very mm-hmm. disturbing allegations. Uh, we're going to check in again. I know, I think y'all talked about Parlor a little bit, the right-wing Twitter site. But there's more, there's some juicy tidbits about this thing that, you know, we love to. Yeah. We love a good story where we get to spike the football on a failed right-wing attempt at an internet thing. Um, <laughs> and this is a great opportunity to do that. We'll also talk mm-hmm. about um, one of the top movies on Netflix. It wasn't Love. Uh, or 365 Denis, or some of these other ones. It was actually the uh, Boston bombing movie, Mark Wahlberg, Patriot Vehicle, Patriot's Day. Uh, and this I remember- the intersection <clears throat> of things that I hate. Yeah, <laughs> this is like the crossroads at the gates of Loftus hell, I feel like. Yeah, uh, so this is a badly rendered. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that because there are some things I I remember turning it off, like starting it, and this like when maybe a couple years ago. Uh, but as I read a little bit more about what Jam, uh, you know, observed in this, I think it's worth talking about. We'll also talk about this Quibi story that we're gonna have to keep talking about because it is so juicy, and you know, we like to we love a good Quibi dragging here. Uh, the yeah, so there's just one excerpt I just want to read and we can discuss because I'm not joking. This thing is probably like a 25 minute read when, as I was scrolling. I was say, is this, the, is this like the, the vulture novel about yes. Quibi? And okay. I, I haven't got, I'm a slow reader it. too. So it, <laughs> yeah. it might take somebody else a quick Harvard 15. We don't know. Uh, then we'll talk <laughs> a little 15. bit about other stuff <laughs> if we have time. But, uh, first let's get into it. Paula V. What is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are 
Okay, I had two things that say very different things about me. Okay. Uh, one, I had to Google what Patek was because Megan Thee Stallion had it in her lyrics. It's a fancy watch. Patek I had Philippe, to know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was because on Instagram stories, whenever I put the the songs over my stories, I have to know what the lyrics mean. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what am I conveying here? She's um, a scholar. Yeah. And then I, I read about mirror stage theory, which is the point at which children are able to perceive themselves in a mirror and realize it's them and that and how they are perceived outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So which this is, is you said mirror st- mirror stage theory. Yeah. It's, what, it, why it's is like, it theoretical still? Well, okay. Well, that's like or a sciencey thing where okay. it's like theories are like um, it's a different kind of definition than like non scientists have. It's like pretty well established. Uh, it. still it's like a lot of like experimental information oh yeah what am confirms. i thinking like yeah like chaos theory or other things like i yeah i'm like oh it's a theory or like it's atomic like, theory sure 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 all of that stuff so this is um, the point where your brain this because yeah it's funny when you you fuck with a baby who's not there yet and they're like this fool doesn't even get it it's them and like, they don't even know that yeah. yeah yeah to the point where the it starts firing like it me i think yeah. it's, i mean i kind of am curious of um, it how like phones factor into mirror stage theory for babies now too because it's I I like FaceTime my cousin and her baby all the time and she's I was like does does the baby know it's her when she sees herself in like your phone <laughs> right she's yeah like I'm not sure yet like I think that's <laughs> what I, that's why on the phone I, all the time that's why I was I have to find there was like a whole Twitter thread about like some movie or show. And then they analyzed it down to like mirror mirror uh, stage theory, and they like it was about like phones and how like we like perceive. And back to iCarly, baby. Exactly. <laughs> what is there are going six degrees on? of iCarly today. I feel like so damn old. I was watching Babysitters Club on Netflix, and you know, there's like these oh, nods to like it. the you know the early late eighties nineties vibes that I was reared on when that book series was out. Um, and there were times when, like, it was just funny how they were treating, like, the technology. Then I'm like, that is, you know, as an old, as an old, you start going, these kids, they only know the internet, huh? <laughs> they don't remember when he just used to fucking, you know, drink hose water and get sick from it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's an internet thing. Um, At least the internet would tell you that my was new bad. favorite old man yardstick. <laughs> I, I need to, um, I need to, okay, I need to clarify. Uh I said sciencey, but this was like a psychoanalysis of this one dude. He's like he's the one who like theorized this thing. Mm-hmm. So who the fuck knows how sciencey sure. is? So maybe theory mirror in this theory? case just means. I remember learning this mirror thing. theory in like some like psych one hundred and one class. Yeah, in college maybe. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. It. But yeah, you have to imagine that phones with nope. I don't know. I'm just like, does my niece know that she looks like a goof or not? Well, my parents don't know that, so like maybe it's like they they always have the phone like this, like right, right. <laughs> like they're like that's, yeah, like, that's a generation of people who are completely unfazed by what outward depictions of them are. You know what I mean? Like especially yeah. like Asian old Asian people like you look at their vacation photos from them when they were younger it looks like a police lineup you know what i mean yeah. no one mm-hmm. it's very like mm, stoic and i get like back in the daguerreotype days like you would have to stay still or the shit would be all blurry cuz the fucking you know the the lens was open or the shutter was open but mm-hmm. this like how that extends to like selfie video it's like there was never like, oh, how do I look on this thing? It's like, I don't know. Is it getting my face? Also, like, I don't like this technology. Like, getting some of these older Japanese relatives I have to do, like, Zoom calls, they're like, we don't need it. I'm like, what the fuck you mean you don't need it? I'm not I'm not saying you need I'm not trying to sell you. I'm saying this will be a nice thing to do. Ah, there's, we've got a phone. That's fine. They're like, calling you ugly, man. That's what they're saying. That's yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. dude. Or they go, they go, oh, wow, your they're face like, looks rounder. your face. No, they say, oh, your face is rounder. I thought you were exercising. Oh, okay. <laughs> Weird. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Um, underrated. Oh, I was looking up uh, uh, like canceled candies. <laughs> There's like a bunch of candies that have been canceled for like uh, racism. From like no, for oh. like just discontinued. Maybe we uh, should call it that. <laughs> oh, no, I like that better though. Got my ears but, up. Like, there's like, like a like doctor candy cigarettes and stuff like that, or like Dr Pepper gum. There's like uh, oh. something called jaw teasers. <laughs> I would- I would go the fuck in on some Dr. Pepper gum. 
Yeah. yeah. There's I just a whole bunch of good. like childhood candy stuff that we only got to experience for like a second. And my friend and I were like reminiscing and we're like, what happened to this thing? Yeah. <laughs> and then I just started looking up. I'm like sending you guys references. I know. I'm like, I'm checking too. I'm like, huh, these discontinued. I'm like, I remember Wait, yeah. these Brax vanilla they, cherries. Some of them came back through like other companies or like later. Right, right. Because like form. Necco wafers almost bit the bit the dust. Oh, that's, I that's wish a, they did okay, though. Those are also disgusting. I, I the, know. Those were made in Revere, Massachusetts for a long time. Right. And there was like the big factory, and it was like the pride of Revere's Nesneko wafers. But they were disgusting. <laughs> they are and, like, trash. Back when you used to drink out of hose, Necco hey. wafers. Hey, yeah, put some hose water in your mouth, yeah. swish, swish, swish it around, around, and then put the dustiest Chew up a candy Necco in wafer, the entire world. Beer bomb some wafer. hose water. We call that Pepto Bismol. Like, Oh God! It there's just, like, something called all the moisture out of your entire body. There's yeah. something called so a, anise bears, and I'm like, that's oh. never gonna. Nobody likes anise. I that's not gonna be good. That flavor, like black licorice, it can make I me. Like I remember, you know, the oh, old the, like the sniffy licorice. markers. You do remember the fat? Yeah, I don't know why. scented markers back in the day that had all like the blue, yeah. the berry characters and shit on them. And they were like the mm. black one smelled like blacklish. Oh my god! I remember I would throw remember, it away and get in trouble because my parents were like, "Why do you keep throwing this marker?" I'm like, "Because I can't be near it." Remember yeah. when they tricked us into eating like terrible jelly beans, like the leftover jelly beans, by making them like the Harry Potter mystery flavor, and then right. it was yes. like barf. And it's like this is clearly like leftovers from the factory that you just no, wanted no. to sell. They're and we birdie bots. They're Twice birdie bots. Much. I know, they I know, but it's like, much. but they're. Terrible tasting. <laughs> yeah. Why did we do that to ourselves? Welcome to the old folks' rant on the Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> um, okay, next up, <laughs> what do you think is something that is overrated? I have I very I, in quarantine very rarely shaving my legs. Is anyone doing it? Is anyone trying no. to keep up? No. I'm not doing it. I can't. I go outside now. I'm running around just full, and it's different, Jamie, for you than it is for me, South Asian. Very few porn stars for this reason, I assume. But, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm just out there with my leg hair out. I don't give a fuck. And I might never go back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Let it go. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, my partner, Her Majesty, she's not shaving a damn thing. And I'm like, yeah, what the no, fuck? Do whatever the fuck you got to do. A lot of people are, are leaving the bra for good, too. Like, oh, it's, yeah. Uh, Soft liberation. I, I can't remember Soft. the last time I seen a bra out in the open at home. Yeah, for for who? For what? Not, for what? Well, I think that's what it makes your life more comfortable. Right. In which case, use it. I sometimes have to wear it. Like I'm wearing one right now because of the shirt. But also, I tutor children, so sometimes I'm like, "Put your tits uh, away, me." Right, <laughs> right, right. Kids, <laughs> these kids can't see that shit. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. The you know, I think I uh, hopefully a lot of these new found freedoms we have we can take with us out of quarantine because there yeah. are some certain aspects that like i think we've learned to simplify about our lives that i think have been yeah. beneficial aside from like the you know financial turmoil and global grind down of everything else yeah oh, sure, but we're like but we're like prioritizing better i think oh yeah for sure for sure 100 yeah. percent um, and finally, actually, you know what? Before we get your myth, let's 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 take a second, really r ruminate on this myth, and then we'll come back uh, to get that myth right after this. And we're back, and finally, let's round it up. Olivia, what is a myth? What is something people think is true, you know, to be false? Or just flip that on over, vice versa. Uh? Um, I actually got an argument with a friend, because a, a white friend, because they thought that most of the Indians in the U.S. are Republican, because so many of the famous ones are, like mm. Bobby Jindal. It's like all the like all the famous political Indians are like evil, right. <laughs> but like most of the voting base. Is Democrat is like we're all Democrats, and right. so like everybody I've interacted with across the country, I've met like one Indian Republican, and that's it. And so I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I think it was like over seventy percent for Hillary or something like that. But I think you yeah. see too because the rep conservatives love to embrace a token yeah. minority at any moment. So yeah, it's yeah. true. Like though, in your mind, it's like well, politically, I'm thinking of. 
these people. But yeah, yeah, uh, it for the most part, I think most people come to the United States with it like a decent, like at least a different perspective on how the world works when they arrive here versus you know Americans who are just you know we're in this one yeah. culture that they can typically be like, yeah, 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 I can see what this is going on here. I prefer this this side over here because I think I know yeah. where this one goes or vice versa. But anyway, it's good. Yeah, to know. and I think also like our like we're not like encouraged to like be politicians. So like the people that are are kind of like outliers, I think. Um, and also like we are like we're just I think like Indians in the U.S. are just realizing that we do have like political power after like gaining financial stability here because it's that immigrant right. mentality of like be a doctor, be an engineer, get yeah. your shit together. Um, and then now like my in Utah, uh, all of these like Indian people like donated to the Democratic Party to like oust this person who was like uh, who was like a Republican in that seat. And they I think they were able to do it. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, dad, <laughs> go, go off. off. Go off, King. <laughs> yeah, I think what's so cool. I think another thing that's interesting and I, I wasn't I don't know, I wasn't sure how to bring it up. Not like it that it's uncomfortable, but it was something I was thinking about uh, while I was, you know, looking for DVDs to bring in to be a substitute teacher. Um, sure, a friend sure. of mine works in government in Colorado, and, you know, he's been looking a lot at like what's been going on in the country. Right? I think we're really there is a moment here where a lot of people are coming in touch with their power on some level, whether that's being like I'll be more. I'll stand up more vocally for the things I believe in, or I'll confront injustice more head on than I used to. I won't retreat in the face of these things. Um, but one thing that he was mentioning is like, there really is a problem with our generation even looking at working in government as a possibility, right? Not to say that it's a good or bad thing, but he works with a lot of these like people who are of the same mindset that, you know, the, the elected officials that's not going to be a problem. Those voices will naturally come out there. I think most people would, you know, they look at that as being the cool thing of being like front and like being an elected official and having like this pulpit to preach from. Sure. But there's also like this thing of like the bureaucracy of it all too, because at, at a local level, these people are also doing, having the kinds of ideas of like, well, what do we do with this budget surplus? And if there aren't as many people who are in the same like social justice mindset and things like that, those ideas can fail to materialize in an effective way because of all the, you know, all the the hands that are on it on its way to becoming a reality. So it's just something interesting because they're saying like, especially with Gen Z, more than millennials even are completely like they don't even give like the idea of working in government at all in any capacity is like a total like non-starter. Mm. Yeah. So. Something to think so that's, about. That could actually like work against us is what you're saying. Yeah. Or, you know, like the kinds of because at the end of the day, like, sure, the policies will be there. But then who are the people really putting them to work and are they doing it faithfully? And are there enough people who understand what the intent is of these laws or whatever to work it out? But, yeah. you know, I just didn't. And, and Gen Z's like, fuck the system, burn and it all I think down. everyone is to a Which certain is point. Which is fair. Like, yeah, like yeah. rightfully so. Because you're like, yeah. what the fuck I'm going to do? Or you look at it like, oh, I work for the government. Like, that's literally how I feel like I would think about it in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah. work for the go, okay. I, but that's, put on my tie and fucking not smoke weed. Uh, okay. That's 100%. Like, that's 100% when I was a kid. For some, I don't know if my parents ever explicitly said it. Like, they definitely wanted me to be an engineer. Um, but they like, they, I don't think they ever explicitly said it, but somehow I knew I was like, if I go to the military, if I go to some government positions, I'm going to be responsible for killing people. <laughs> mm. And like, I need to stay the fuck away from that. Yeah. Like I just knew as a kid, I was like, I'm not going anywhere near that. Yeah. Like that is not for me. And yeah. like, I, I, there are plenty of people who, um, yeah, like you said, who would like actually like change the system from within that are being sh like that just never, it's never an option for them. Yeah. Which it's protective, but no, yeah, yeah. And I have like friends who, you know, like work specifically on things like healthcare, like for a county or something or a state. Yeah. And they know like what healthcare would mean to the people of like of their county or state. But then they have other people who are still looking at the whole concept of it completely wrong. And then you end up being like an isolated voice in a sea of like this monolithic thinking. Um, so yeah, not to say that like we have a duty to do it, but it is interesting to think about is like as much as we want all these changes too, like there there really needs to be a way that we are at the levers at, at as many points of contact as possible because I think that's the, yeah. the only way to optimize a lot of the change. But uh, but I don't think it's right. you know 
it that's one way of looking at it because I think at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do and engage with a system of government that they want to or don't. But it's I, I thought it was an interesting idea. It's to like think about. it's like really short term versus yeah. long term. Yeah. Like short term, like we have to we have to have people in there now to like stop the damage of people dying now. Long term, we have to like totally revamp the system. Right. Right. Because it's like if you're signing up for a life in like uh, any sort of government employee and you want to do good, you're just signing up for a life of extreme frustration at every single turn. Right. And like, yeah, we're how are you able to balance that? And at and, and what point does it become worth it versus not? Because it's like, are you so it's one way to look at it is are you working for the government? Or are you trying to change something internally? And I think it's a dangerous game to even think you can because. God help me. Mm-hmm. I tried getting up in the system. Like, yeah, we could do something. And I'm like, nope. But I think you, I just think just very practically, right? Like, sure, a law is put in place, but then those regulations have to be written. And then someone's going to have to build a website and communicate that to constituents. And if those, like, the people who are in those positions, like, aren't up to scruff, then, like, people are going to be like, yeah, what the fuck was that program? That didn't work, or this or that or the other. So just to, just a thinking, just something I, I think about in my in my bed at night. After drinking a full gallon of hose water. Yeah, what? full gallon as what I'm having, it? yeah, like a weird fever dream from like Giardia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, are there enough bureauc- are, are there enough of us being bureaucrats? Fuck. Should we keep this government going or what? I'm <laughs> like, how do we burn it? Do we burn it down or do we like smolder it down from the inside? Is the call coming from in the house? All fucked up on hose. So pardon me, guys. Blame the LEDWPs. Uh, do not also do not look at those water reports. Okay. Oh God. I don't want to know how much cryptosporidium I've ingested. Okay, so let's move on to some other news involving Brianna Taylor. Uh, as you all know, she was killed by the police uh, with a no knock warrant uh, that shouldn't have even been served. Uh, and the city. Uh, okay, so her family is suing the city because everything about her death is was preventable and it was completely unnecessary and avoidable um her family has updated their lawsuit um on monday and or over the weekend with some really really disturbing allegations uh they're saying that the the whole reason why that no-knock warrant even was served because people were like this didn't like everything about it was so fucked up like the the person they were looking for was already in custody what was going on they say is because it's part of a larger very aggressive gentrification scheme in the city. And mm-hmm. essentially, there was a, a police squad that was called the Police-Based Investigations Unit. They, quote, deliberately misled narcotics officers to think they were targeting a major violent crime and drug ring. Taylor's family is saying that the warrant was specifically to go after her ex, this guy, Jamarcus Glover. And they're, what the, the lines are pointing to is that Glover lives in a city-owned home um, in this area where the mayor's office was like completely has like designated for this thing called the Vision Russell Initiative. And it's a multi-million dollar revitalization or gent- gentrification project, which basically means mm. we got to get rid of these poor people so we can build fancy nice nice and then allow people with more money so we can make more money off of this property because, you know, this city owned housing isn't really getting isn't really doing it. So um, the essentially these warrants were not weren't necessarily to go after her. It was to put pressure on her ex-boyfriend to kind of make the situation untenable and to chase these people out of this uh, specific neighborhood. And that is why uh, this warrant was even served. So yes, that is very, very dark. uh, If true. I mean, the mayor's office and other city officials are like, that's absolutely absurd. And then they're like, it's, it's well, disrespectful for the people of that are involved with the Russell Vision Russell Initiative or whatever. But I do know this: whether or not this is true, gentrification is violence, uh, no matter how you cut it. Um, and I, you know, I, I can. I, there's there are many stories that aren't even like Breonna Taylor's, where uh, people are meant to feel not welcome or safe in the areas they live because real estate developers have their eyes on that property and just want to come in. And do that. And the police have a do a really good job of working with real estate owners, real estate developers. Um, as we've seen during the uprisings, uh, they were more than capable of protecting very expensive properties. Uh, and 
and I can just speak in the city of Los Angeles, you have someone like Rick Caruso, uh, who built like mm-hmm. the Grove and Americana and a many, many others, billionaire real estate development. This man was also on the head of the LAPD, like police commission too. Um, and the yeah. current head of it, Steve Soboroff is another huge real estate person. So it, this is the thing we've always been saying is that the, the relationship between police and private property is very, very intimate and as a very, 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 very clear lines between them. So, you know, I just hope at the very least this pursuit of truth can continue uh, because it's really disturbing to hear that if, if this is actually even close to the truth. Either way, no yeah. matter which, how, I mean, no matter how you look at it, this whole thing is fucked up. Whether she was no killed matter, unnecessarily no or killed because they needed to build some new shit. And no matter which way you look at it, it's the the extreme tone deafness of the mayor's office coming back saying that this is an in like Brianna Taylor's family's lawsuit is somehow insulting to this gigantic gentrification process. It's like, insulting to this private property. Wait, I, so I have a couple questions. So the the only thing that isn't a fact that's in this suit is is the their accusation that they deliberately misled the officers. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like everything else is fact right yeah like there were five this uh her ex had five warrants issued uh on march 12th so that uh and one of them was that no knock warrant and and those warrants were for what exactly so this one specifically was alleging that brianna taylor was receiving drug packages from her uh ex-boyfriend And so because it, it was, so presenting it as like, this is a violent drug ring that you're going to have to go and bust up. or. Whatever. But they haven't, like, they dropped charges against him, right? Like, Well, I mean, we do know that there were no drugs ever discovered at the apartment, so I don't know that there are still existing charges against him. I'm trying right. to... I mean, they tried yeah. to fuck him up from, like, defending right. their yeah. lives. I know that, and the only reason they dropped the charges was because of outrage. Like... I mean, a lot of what this story indicates, I, I mean, it, it's, it is, like, another really brutal gruesome reminder to try to uh get involved and understand what is going on on a local level because i mean the fact that these uh these situations are connected are by no means a mistake there's so many examples of like in la as well of city councilors taking money from real estate development and intentionally sabotaging the people that they're supposed to be serving Mm -hmm. in favor of whoever it is that's bottom out a lot of times it's real estate sometimes it's connected to the police department as well and like it just makes it very easy to um, not just do things like this, but but get away with it pretty, pretty yeah. easily. This is Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it it's most city councilors are simply bought out. Like it's yeah. I mean, like yeah. we're we're like trying to get one in that like we we can say most likely is not, and like that's the first step we're trying to take in the city. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna and be even then it's like one out of how many and and yeah just, exactly yeah, it also it also kind of like boggles my mind like how many battles need to be fought because the new the law that they established um that the people <clears throat> lobbied for that we like petitioned for in louisville was the ban of no knock warrants right mm-hmm. when i first was looking at that I initially thought it was like banning no-knock warrants everywhere. It's just in Louisville that right. it passed, meaning it could be implemented in fucking every other city and we'd have to like fight it individually in every city. So yeah. it's it's just like it's interesting how like it trickles from, you know, city, state, federal and like and the implications of what that mean and like what are like city city rights and states rights and all of those when we when we have like laws like this because like i i wish like this only galvanized one city and it 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 was a story that took the nation um by i guess by storm or whatever you want to call it but like it it only galvanized one city to ban no-knock warrants so like do we have to do this again like do we have to do this every time this happens like why couldn't we implement a federal like federal legislation to ban this it's such a it and it does like rely on people remaining like engaged in like sustained interest in stuff that that can be really like confusing, yeah. boring, whatever it is. Where I like I forget who said it recently, but just like people are just hoping to bore you out of staying engaged with yeah. issues like this because they get so dense and so confusing. And I think we're already seeing examples of like in New York City cutting 
funding to their school police budget. And you're like, oh, cool, win, we love it. And then, you know, a couple of days later, they're just rerouting that money yeah. in a different way to, other to get it back to the same It's like, well, place. we're doing and, to these community oh, safety shit. centers. Really? Mm. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, it's it always, like it's a, a shell game. And I think, you know, we need better transparency laws, even with like the police budgets and things like that. But I, again, this is why this is a, the, this was just the beginning um, in terms of like anyone's advocacy who's, you know, uh, woken up to things since May 25th. Uh, so it's just the beginning. And like, like you're saying, Jamie, I implore you, we implore you learn as much as you can about who is the most powerful, who are the most powerful people in your city. It, you should really know that much. Like, cause these people have a huge hand in a lot of the, you know, the things that are going on. People that you can firsthand bother all the time. Like, <laughs> right. To the point where they see your name and they get mad. Did you know that the the weekly Jackie Lacey protests on Wednesdays have been happening for like five or six years? Yeah. Did you know that? I had no idea. No, no. It's been happening. These fucking BLM activists must be so tired. (laughs) Like, it's been happening for so many years and I had no idea. Yeah. And they've just been showing up every fucking Wednesday trying to get her out of office. And I think, you know, luckily there are people... Much many more people now. Uh, how yeah. Yeah. terrible Jackie Lacey is because you know most people in the in their city elections are just like, all right, I'm a Democrat. What who's D? Okay, great. Boom, done. Great. Carry on. Like what, what else yeah. gonna happen? Uh, but yeah, gotta gotta be careful. Okay, so let's move on to Parlor. Uh, the 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 coolest app out right now. Uh, for <laughs> for people for conservatives who just want who are concerned about freedom of speech. And censorship. Yeah, this is uh, this takes signal and takes it to in the opposite the direction. The opposite direction. Um, yeah. yeah. So you know, right now, obviously, the conservatives' favorite sport is yelling obscene, racist nonsense, and then claim censorship uh, on a privately owned website that is not the government. But okay, censorship. Uh, so that you know, social media tends to be like the last place where these like right wing ghouls and goblins can engage in their trolling and just overall poning of the libs. And, but they always find themselves on the wrong side of Twitter bans, you know? And then like, that's why they was like, dude, we're being censored just because I'm not even dog whistling. I'm bullhorning anti-Semitism. Like with these memes I'm posting, I'm just saying it out loud. Yeah. Over and over I'm like, George Soros is a Jew who controls black people to kill whites. Okay. Send. I'm You're like, Sir, that is not a dog whistle. That is not a whistle of any sort. That is a very, very aggressive yard sign, actually. You were. <laughs> so, you know, song. They, the, all these cries of censorship has, you know, led people to be like, essentially, especially from, I think, the left even saying what rip, like what conservatives say to people when like they have, when they criticize, like if a progressive criticizes the country, it's like, well, if you hate it so much, why don't you go start your own country? Why don't you leave and start your own country? So uh, this is kind of a logical extension where the right is now, why don't you go start your own Twitter then? Why don't you go off, do your own thing? And you can just be you guys. Just do your own and just not bother anybody. And they did. Hence, Parler. Um, and just reading their about page is fantastic. Just gives you an idea that this is such a safe space. It says, Parler is a non-biased, free speech driven entity. Our goal is to offer the world a platform that protects users' rights, supports publishers, and builds online communities. Parler aims to empower users to control their uh, their social experience. Users can be responsible to engage content as they see fit. We are not regulators. We are not governors. We are a community. Parler accepts your right to express your thoughts, opinions, and ideals online. Okay? So remember that. They accept your right to see, unlike Twitter. Um, right. Yeah, it just sounds like a terrible place, to be honest. Just like Twitter. <sighs> there, I mean, yeah, it's like not that Twitter is a fun place to be, but it's just there's I mean, and there's been a number of apps like this that have cropped up in the past as well. And they all sort of tend to be done away with kind of quickly. I remember there was one called like, do you remember this is like a couple of years ago, but it was called like the Great American App. Sorry, I, no. my, I, I unplugged my headphone. What would you say? There's oh, there was something called the I think it was let me double check, but it was I think it was literally called the Great American App. That was like another uh conservative uh you know, just a place where people can be uh racist towards each other all day long. I thought that uh, was Facebook. <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> that's the thing, is like they don't even really need their own because they're already 
doing like but th- I think they they really it. wanted to though you know what I mean because yeah the thing is sort of like <laughs> wait, wait a minute but like wait they the Great America to, app includes ride wait times for your favorite rides an interactive guide in the oh no oh, that's part. Six Flags <laughs> Great America <laughs> they have an app though <laughs> hey Six Flags yeah, Six Flags is riding the wave into the future. Um, okay, so it's, it's called it's called the uh, yeah Great America was the name of the app. I think it no longer exists. All that to say, there there have been attempts at this before, and it never works, and it's always really embarrassing. Right, and, and yeah. the the problem is right, and this is where we begin to see what the real relationship is of conservatism in this country to you know the I guess the rest of society. Um, so when they have their own private party, they go and they're like, oh, finally they go, and their whole thing is like. Well, A, there's just like, I think like 400,000 people on here. There's not that many people on here. And everyone is just singularly all MAGA-minded, which means there's no libs to fucking pwn or to troll to the point where, this is in this political article, they say, quote, the magification problem is so bad that CEO and founder John Matz has openly begged progressive pundits to join the platform, offering a progressive bounty, quote unquote, of $20,000 to any left-wing influencer with a following of 50,000 or more users on Twitter who make an account. He's begging, he's going to pay, as they see, libs to come on so they, so his like, to defeat the his purpose sad, of the sad audience has someone to like argue with. That's where we're at. Will can I pay you to come over to play with my child? Is that okay? Because I know Mike. No one likes to play with my kid. I will pay you to come over, uh, and then maybe he'll just throw shit at you. Can I? Okay, I was trying to find it. I can't find it. But um, there was somebody who got on Parlor early. Two people, and they made like the real Candace Owens and the real Tommy Laren accounts before <laughs> Tommy yeah. and Candace got on there. And I was trying to find it, but it's so funny, dude. They're like progressive people who like just made <laughs> those accounts. They and got they had, like sixty thousand followers immediately. It's uh, but that th- th- is wonderful. So it's I think it's all to say that like their experiment is backfiring. You know what I mean? Like they even one of these people yeah. who's describing uh, Parler in comparison to Twitter. Uh, this guy, Will Chamberlain, is just uh, just trash. He says the question is not pure engagement. The question is influence. Twitter is interesting because there's so many people, prominent people that can be influenced. Parler is not that. So this idea that it's like so you need to go to a larger platform to influence people but they aren't interested in your bullshit and therefore cannot be swayed. So your solution is to keep saying the thing that is only repulsing people. Like the loop is really flawed, uh, much like any kind of, you know, shitty ideology. But it's really like, in a way, I'm like, I can't believe some people have to begin connecting the dots on some level, right? Because- I mean, not that I, I count them to think be that critical, but the MAGA set has to know, like, they can't go beyond the cishet set in terms of people they can bring in. So, like, what what's going to give here? It's just, it's, like, it's interesting because, like, I think for people on the left who are, like, influencers or activists or whatever, like, we are fighting for people, and it seems like these people just, like, very literally are just fighting against people. So if you like completely disengage and don't give them attention, which is what everybody is like saying to do with Gun Girl and Tommy Laren, it's like they're literally just making money being shit bags because they know that they can make money doing that. And Coulter, like, no, they can get a rise out of people. They can get a rise. Money doing. They'll make money, and so it's it's like it's more evil than the people who like actually believe that shit because it's like, oh, you're literally just doing this. For money, it's not even some idea that you're right. Yeah. Um, right. And and so when you remove their source of income, then they like they have nothing. So it's like, oh, it's just very clearly painting a picture that you are only like adversarial and are not part of a community that's fighting for a greater good. Because like if you take what happened with like My- Milo Yiannopoulos like back in the day of yeah. like people just stopped engaging with him and he. <laughs> Kind of had to disappear. Like, yeah. Completely deplatformed, lost everything. Yeah. And you should because you can't, you shouldn't be able to profit off of hate like that. And yeah. I think to your point, you know, like right wing celebrity is just built on unsustainable ground to begin with. Because, like you say, like 
you gain notoriety by saying provocative shit that is on the fringes of acceptable discourse or, you know, public discourse to an audience that is only seeing like destruction. Yeah. Like they go there because it's like break some shit. I want to see you fuck shit up. There's no interest in growth. Absolutely Mm -hmm. zero interest in growth. It's pure destruction, which is just like the logical pivot for powerless people is the next best thing is if you can't build, then you can destroy Uh, because then at least you can feel some power in the destruction of something. So when, when your celebrity is built on something so like, you know, chaotic, you're naturally just gets you ostracized from the mainstream yet. They, they need the whole thing is like their existence is purely built on just being in opposition to whatever they perceive as the mainstream. So it's just like, yeah, like if your whole complaint about a site is that there aren't enough people to troll, then like on your own site, then you were never interested in freedom of speech to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, how are you spending your time? <laughs> um, just explaining to people who agree with them why you shouldn't care about other people. Yeah, like it's just it's boring. It's very, I, I, I did just want to, because I'm looking at the basic rules of parlor are, are listed <laughs> yeah. in the doc. And I will just, I mean, just a quick What are some highlights out. for you? <laughs> well, well, unlike the Mensa organization in parlor, you cannot threaten to kill anyone in the comments section. That's not in the TOS for Mensa? The terms no, of service? No, that's why they kept threatening to kill me and, they, and no one would get kicked out. Kicked out. <laughs> Wait, that's, they kept so, threatening to kill you? There was like one oh, guy yeah. that would repeatedly just like yeah nonstop and and they wow you should have not... you, you should have been on parlor <laughs> come debate me on parlor you're coward. safer on parlor yeah you're um, safer on parlor than so that, in Mensa <laughs> isn't that look at I mean Mensa is a supremacist I, organization but yeah. that's another story but the but the the rules for parlor are <laughs> your username cannot be obscene like cum dumpster I like, like that there's an example given you had to write that like. <laughs> Thanks. He's like, what's the most obscene thing I can think of? Wait, he said cum dumpster in there? It's, it's yeah. Like cum dumpster. Like cum dumpster. <laughs> E.G. Can you, what about cumpster? Yeah. I, yeah. What about, what about, what if your cum dumpster is your last name? What if you're Michael cum dumpster? You what know, are you supposed cumpster, to do? Cumpster, the Napster for cum. <laughs> no pornography. Doesn't matter who, what, where, when, or well, in Ted what Ted Cruz is out. Like, Ted sir. Cruz is out. He is not going to be on Parlor. Dude, what Whose realm? Whose conservative uncle wrote this? In what realm? Dude, you know why? Okay, because you... So, okay, you know the other one. What was the other one that said feces? Uh, There's something... They had to separate that? Yeah, it said... Cum dumpster when, it and says, porn? Yes, this is another one. When you disagree with someone, pushing pictures of your fecal matter in the comment section will not be tolerated. But can I listing post the people matter of someone else? I like that they're like not yours. I'm like, okay, this is my this is my my friend. My post, poo-poo. yeah, yeah. This your is my own friend poop. Well, I th- this is the thing. Own. A lot of leftists and progressive trolls signed up in numbers, also because you know right. the trolls be trolling no matter what side you're on. You need each other, or else you just well, what is life? And a lot of people were like, dude, they were they were like immediately <laughs> kicked out. And so they were like, they're like, yeah. okay, cool free speech thing here. You're like, just because we come in here to argue with the thing, which is what people wanted already. But I'm sure there are people doing like the pig ball poop image Listen, and like the, the is, They only take one, one type of shit posting. Okay. Right. <laughs> Again, it's just like the, I mean, I know that the, the, we've been just, but like this time last summer we were doing this to the Jeremy Renner app and now we're doing it to fucking oh, <laughs> the shit. most evil conservative app of all. this is the same way that the jeremy runner app was uh was taken right. offline was with these with these exact tactics and that shit worked if we Man. could take renner down we could take just, parlor down everyone I just looked get at the excited and it was like launched in 2017 the jeremy runner app was meant to be a place to do fun things and then it got taken down was meant to. jeremy runner i mean we we talked about it basically all last summer but like the jeremy renner app you could buy stars so you were giving jeremy renner money so that jeremy renner would see your comment and then yeah. you could also give stars to other users but the other you like you're still just giving jeremy renner he owns money the currency on an yeah. infinity loop yeah it's madness it's um, but gen- anyways, it's genius okay he was Renner app's gone. Let's do it to Parlor. Done. I mean, 
Parlor, it's just pretty chill, you know? Like they say, the biggest complaint is it feels like a MAGA rally, and that's from their own users. And they're like, yeah, I get it. So it's sweaty and like it's an old man and ranting. Some of you are constantly. getting corona as we speak. Somehow through the phone? Okay, well, let's yeah. take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. And I want to take a second, you know, I thought we would talk about Mark Wahlberg, but I want to talk about, I want to talk about Quibi actually, because, you know, I think the three of us here, we're in LA, we know comedy, we hear things, we know about the industry, we hear a lot about Quibi, we're like, how the fuck is Jeffrey Katzenberg paying people $100,000 a minute? Really quick, is mm -hmm. has anyone on the Zoom call worked for Quibi? Oh, sweetie, I don't work. <laughs> okay. Oh, did you? Okay, okay, Jamie? just me, just me. Did you? Oh, okay. You work? Yeah. Oh, okay. I but I am very curious about, I mean, my curiosity is, like, selfishly, I want to know if the show I worked on is ever going to be released or if the app will fold before it even gets finished. Well, this there's a piece in Vulture where it is such a lengthy read, I'm going to, we're going to fully talk about this article at some point, but I don't know, it, this... It could just basically be like, wow, these old people basically blew through $2 billion almost to make an app that a lot of people aren't using. Uh, it starts off with like an anecdote from Scott Gardner talking about how he went to go pitch something at their offices. And he said it was the most, I think like quote, like the, the most cocky pitch environment he's ever been in. It was like Wolf of Wall Street and not because it was like debaucherous or anything. It was because like everything was so over the top, like the, the lobby of the building was like extravagant. Then he was moved to a second larger lobby, a phase it two lobby. With, <laughs> it opens with they're talking about my my friend Scott who does the um who does podcast the ride, which is yeah. a podcast I would recommend. That's funny that he went to Quibi. Yeah, and one of my favorite cartoons, Tiny Fuppets on YouTube. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Muppet Babies ripoff uh, with Kremit. <laughs> um, so Kremit. the dude it's so funny so this so this one article or this is one these couple paragraphs i think sum up what's going on uh like just how bad it is right because everyone was like oh quick bites that's what a quibby is use it in line when you're at the store blah 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 um and this, somehow the people behind it meg whitman and uh jeffrey katzenberg were like yeah i think this is exactly what youth the youth need um and this is the thing we'll put all this money into uh, you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg, I've been involved in a previous Jeffrey Katzenberg joint uh, attempt at like trying to dominate you, the YouTubes, and that did not go very well. Let's just say his notes, oh, uh, to say his notes, I didn't agree with, the show could have been in a completely different direction, but you know, I'm, he knows everything clearly. Now, Mr. K, so I have an the axe to grind. man alive. I got an axe to grind with old Jeffrey. So people have, so this is from this uh, Vulture article. It says, quote, people have wondered why Katzenberg and Whitman in their late and early 60s, respectively, and not very active on social media, would believe they have unique, they uh, would believe they have uniquely penetrating insight into the unacknowledged desires of young people. When I ask Whitman what TV shows she watches, she responds, quote, I'm not sure I'd classify myself as an entertainment enthusiast, end quote. But any particular show she likes, quote, Grant, she offered, on the History Channel, it's about President Grant. So that's... <laughs> oh my God. This, this <laughs> fucking boomski could only name a History Channel show? Like, that's a joke you'd write in a bit. Yeah. Well, these people are, they are like old as they're fucking old yeah. like meg whitman was like on the ground floor of ebay wasn't she like there there's yeah. just so much and old. she had a yeah. failed bid for the governor's mansion in california i'm just imagining them like like <laughs> the stereotype of like a tech company but like these old people trying to act young on like rolly yeah <laughs> rolly blades playing. yeah there's like well, thank you and welcome to quibi yeah and then they're like little hat spin <laughs> They're like, oh, have you seen our fucking cafeteria? It says yeet yet. <laughs> All right. So then this next oh. paragraph uh, is about Jeffrey Katzenberg. Quote, Katzenberg is on his phone all the time, but he is also among the moguls of his generation who have their emails printed out and vertically folded for some reason by an assistant. <laughs> 
In en- <laughs> what? In enthusing about what a what? show could mean for Quibi, Katzenberg would repeatedly invoke the same handful of musty touchstones. America's Funniest Home Videos, Siskel and Ebert, and Jane Siskel. Fonda's exercise tapes. Yeah! yeah okay. You're okay, back well, on board. You know, he, he, hit on one. Yeah. he hit on one. When Gal Gadot... <laughs> Uh, Gal Gadot came to the offices and delivered an impassioned speech about wanting to elevate the voices of girls and women, Katzenberg wondered aloud whether she might become the new Jane Fonda and do a workout series for Quibri. Apparently, her face fell, says a person briefed at the meeting. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, Gal Gadot sucks, but, like, that's so... That's that's ridiculous. That's uh, that also sucks. Everything in this sentence sucks. Yeah, yeah. More on that later, gal. Is- what about this? What if you wore a spandex lycra jumpsuit and you exercised for Quibi? How about that idea? Now let's like forget Jane the elevating Fonda. the Just girls. Just like Jane Fonder. Enough like the enough of the broads voice eating. crap. Right. Get to the sweating. It's all uh, very very dark, but also makes sense, you know, because like I think in. And like in anyone's career, especially working in media, like you work for like older people a lot of the times you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you calling the shots here? Like you just have worked here the longest. You don't actually know the most. You've just worked here the longest. That isn't a a quality. The next paragraph I was just reading and it was like him complaining about a black man's afro not looking authoritative enough. Like this is out of Mad Men. Yeah. What the fuck is yeah. this? That's why this needs like an entire fucking episode. Good lord. Called two billionaire or two old people walk into a fucking asteroid worth two billion dollars. I don't know. I'm still workshopping the title of that, but we'll we'll, we'll get back to that. <laughs> The, well, but, it's like, and, and anytime that something like this actually does work out, it is usually because these old ass people have hired and underpaid young people to work underneath them and then take credit for their ideas yeah. and take credit for the success. But I'm saying uh, rise it, people. It doesn't seem like that's are, happening for the young quid. people rise up against the olds. Um, and then let's just deplatform Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah, deplatform this billionaire, please. I mean, you knew it was a rap. If his like, if he's his one of his touchstones is America's funniest home videos, which is already a derivative work from a Japanese thing. So, yeah, man, uh, Quibby, Quibby it up, y'all. Although I, I was, I I was supposed to watch the dog show. The dog mansion's house. I didn't. I still haven't gone. What? Yeah. I forget. Is the There's 90 a dog days up yet? I might have paid for it by mistake. There what? I forgot to unsubscribe. I might have paid oh, for it by shit. mistake. Was it? Is I think it, is the ninety has the ninety days passed? I was hoping that my timeline fuck. would remind me before the ninety days passed. Everybody, I don't think it's passed. I think it's panic, like soon. Panic unsub to Quibi. Architecture. Yep. Has the no to take no. to take doghouse yep. designing to the next level. Snaps, snaps, the snaps. upcoming mobile only streaming is producing a luxury doghouse building called uh, Building Show. Yep. Oh my God! Even the picture is of a woman in fur with a dog with a wine bottle in its mouth, and straight from Katzenberg. Wouldn't know? that upset the dog though? The fur? I don't know. No, Where was oh my one, God. Did y'all Wait. see? There was one I saw that was so bad, it's, I thought it was a joke how, on Quibi. How did, how did they, like, manage to, like, put class issues into the dog world? Like, I'm just looking at these dogs, and I'm thinking about dogs in rescues being like, fuck right. the system. Right. They're uh, everything on Quibi. I mean, there's, like, there's some stuff that were, like, I, I watched some of their game show stuff, and that can be fun i think oh I yeah yeah the game Quibi. show the matt rogers thing was great yeah i i think oh, yeah, i got charged for quibi no, you got wait, charged uh, 90 days from april 6th which was the launch date was yesterday Fuck. i think i think you I can think still we, dispute it no. you can you can tell them that I you don't be, want all right we gotta end the like, episode so we, I, I, I gotta uns- it in 88 days i'm sorry i'm gonna there. i gotta end the episode right here because i have to panic unsubscribe to quibi oh my God. um sound off in the comments <laughs> that you also got accidentally charged for quibi today yes that's so unfortunate <sighs> anyway look we'll just get through this okay we'll do what I'm we gotta so do mad. We'll we'll get our four ninety nine back somehow, some way. Uh, Pallavi, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, where can people find you and follow you and support you? And what's what's the tweet that you like? Um, you can find me everywhere. Pallavi Ganalan, P A L L A V I G U N A L A N. That's my Instagram, my TikTok, my Twitter. Um, that plus uh, comedy at gmail.com. Um, 
I also have a, a supporting Black Lives mailing list and Google Drive uh, that accumulates just fucking everything. Petitions, donations, action items, yeah. um, businesses, people to support, uh, like abolitionists on Instagram, um, like resources, including books and movies. And we have a book club and a, and a movie club. Um, and yeah, so uh, DM me, message me. There's like a sign up sheet that I can I can post somewhere. The drive is in my is linked in my bio. Um, this is, I'm going to send you the tweet that I liked. My fr- our uh, fave, podcast fave here, uh, Harper Rose Drummond. I'm sure you guys went over the, the whole Chris D'Elia stuff that happened. Um, but Harper, we were, we were crazy tweeting uh, jokes about everything. And Harper tweeted out, uh, she's at Harper Rose D. She tweeted out, guys will be like, she never said her age. And she tweeted out a picture of like a family friend of hers, I guess. Uh, sitting at a table with her when she's a literal child. Oh, and it's I saw that. Yeah, like a day. Yeah. <laughs> I was. She she messaged me. She's like, "Is this insensitive?" And I was like, "Bitch, post it." <laughs> it was uh-huh. so funny. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> Jamie, where can people find you? Follow you? What's the tweet you like? Uh, you. I'm. I'm still like my heart sunk at this whole Quibi situation. Uh, <laughs> Getting charged. I want my five dollars back. Okay, we'll get it back. Uh, we'll get uh, it back. You, you, we're gonna get it back there uh, if we have to I, march I, you, on fucking meg whitman's house with pitchforks for five bucks it'll i'll be like look we I'll can make this really easy to the west side and go to meg whitman's house okay so you can follow me on twitter at uh jamie loftus help for as long as i can stand that platform uh and then uh, uh instagram jamie christ superstar uh i wanted to just share because we i referenced how um the NYPD is kind of rerouting and uh, school money back into school police. Um, there, there is a bunch of uh, New York Times stories that explain it better than I could, but there is this Bill de Blasio quote that is just such horseshit that I wanted to read uh, it to you. And he says, uh, good management, and we have very good management at the NYPD right now, finds ways to use overtime when absolutely needed, but not overuse it, you know? And that's what some, something that Bill de Blasio said while he was uh, rerouting money back to the police. What's a tweet that's fun? Um, I don't know. When was the last time I... Oh, okay. Here's a tweet from uh, Caleb Heron at Caleb Says Things. Uh, me, this will be over by August, smiley face. A doctor online. Today I did surgery on the roof of a hospital because indoors was full. Me, September, smiley face. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, uh, you can find me at Miles of Gray on Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, uh, and also my other podcast, Four Twenty Day Fiance, where you know I'm just getting faded, talking about Ninety Day Fiance. So my salve on my wounds that is being too aware of the news every day. Uh, one tweet I like first is from at because of LWT. Uh, just says all caps. Do not vote for Kanye as a joke. 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 Please don't. Uh, and another one is from at local underscore underscore celeb. It says therapist should tell you one secret in exchange for every five secrets you tell them. I think that's fair. I saw that one too. I like anonymous. That. They could be anonymous secrets. I just like a little. Just tell me something. It could be made up. But yeah. if you tell me it's like a secret, I will love it. I'll love it, Ooh. and I will. And I won't tell anybody. I'm good. There. Ask <laughs> ask about me. Yeah, it just seems like um and like uneven power structure for them to just like know everything. You know? Honestly, I would become <laughs> a therapist just for the secrets. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you don't even know. Have tea with that tea. (laughs) Say that at your your interview to go to grad school for that. Honestly, I just like to hear secrets, so I think it's a job I'd be really good at. Yeah, that's why I want to get this I don't even have to tell anybody. I'll keep it in, but I just got to, I have to know. For me, for myself. You know me, baby. Test me, test me, test me. Tell me a secret. Love a secret. secret. (laughs) Love a secret. Love a secret. (laughs) Love a secret. Nope. (laughs) Empathy? I don't know. What's that? They're like, your patient, your patient's like, and then my dad beat my mom, and you're like, "Ooh, oh my gosh. shit!" Oh. oh damn, that's that sucks a though, Loki. That's, that's wild. Just like runs a YouTube tea yeah. channel. They're yeah. like, "Yeah, my oh, my boy. mother actually had an affair with my uncle, my dad's brother." Oh, what, are you for it real? Is piping hot. Yo, your mom is wildin' full. Is she for real right now? 
Now this is about 15 years ago. Oh my god! So are they still fucking? Or? Um, I'm here to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm a follower on Instagram though. I uh, see what's yeah. What's her handle? <laughs> and you know what? That actually is our time for today. So thank you so much. Um, okay. Let's also say yes. Where you can find this show: Twitter, Instagram at uh, let's say Twitter. You can find us at, at Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram at the Daily Zeitgeist. We got a Facebook fan page. We got a website: www.com. Daily Zeitgeist, www.com, zeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes.com.com. Zeitgeist. Slash dot dash dot slash dot com. Uh, where we post all of our episodes and our footnotes, as well as the songs that we write out on. Uh, and you know what? Um, just because I'm just on my like frat boy college dorm room bullshit, uh, Ennio Morricone passed away, who is the great composer of many spaghetti westerns. Uh, and you know, a great, a great composer, uh, sampled in many great songs, and you know, a couple weird uh, directors also really like his music too. Uh, but I just want to go out on one of the songs that I really like. It's from the uh, soundtrack of Death Rides a Horse, and it's the main theme from Death Rides a Horse. Uh, his, I don't know, man. Great music to listen to. Put on the background. Uh, do that, and you know, we'll be back tomorrow. I think the teacher will be here. So. Been good seeing you guys. I'm gonna have to put a suit on, and don't say I don't say I smell like Dutch guts the whole time. Okay. All right. Talk to you then. I'm telling. Bye. 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 Bye.